0: Everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning podcast. This is review number two thirteen with a review of the incredible Burt Wonderstone. I'm Christopher Schneizi.
1: I'm Carson Patrick.
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases, television shows, and web series from the past week and beyond generally each week you're going to get a couple different episodes you will get uh, some reviews uh, this week we're actually going to have a lot of reviews so you're going to get a review of this review of incredible the incredible Burt wonderstone a review of upside down which is out in limited release a review of spring breakers a review of the crudes and a review of olympus has fallen um, as i said Normally, there would also be a trailer talk segment where we discuss some trailers that came out um, on the internet recently, and also a what we've been watching segment where we discuss some of the things we've been watching outside of the podcast. But this week, since we're just cranking out those five reviews, um, we're not gonna have time to get to some other episodes. Obviously, we had a little week off there. Uh, Carson and I have Carson and I have been dealing with uh, some different uh, sicknesses <laughs> and uh, plagues and pestilence that have. Uh, riddled us and caused us to not be able to either see movies or record at certain times. Yes,
1: well, uh, I I somehow caught the Burt Wonderstone plague where I saw everything but Burt Wonderstone. (laughs) (laughs) I literally saw every movie. I saw The Croods and Olympus Has Fallen before they even came out. Nice. And uh, before I could even get to Burt Wonderstone, um, which I, I finally saw... We're recording Monday. I finally saw it yesterday.
0: Yeah. Good, so. <laughs> good thing, too, because <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, I still haven't seen it yet. Um, But we can review <laughs> it anyways.
1: I was almost to that point where I was just like, I'll just guess. <laughs> I'll just judge by the trailer.
0: You'll just use magic to decide whether or not this film was any good.
1: I, I will. I will see into the future and uh, review it.
0: But, yeah, I mean, as people can probably tell from my voice, I... Uh, I'm also still still kind of sick. I mean, I woke up this morning and I was like, holy crap, dude, if I have to not record again tonight, I'm just going to quit. Uh, but I'm suffering through it. Hopefully, you can suffer through it, too. Um, I sound just a lot like better. Just like we
1: suffered through these movies.
0: <laughs> hey, shh. Wait till we get I mean, there, right? I mean,
1: some of them might be good. I don't know. Um,
0: But, but yeah, we're going to try to power through these reviews, try to catch you up, um, make up for that last week we had. And hopefully my voice, uh, you know, makes it through this and, uh, you know, we can crank out some good episodes for you. So, Carson, what do you say we just jump right into our first review?
1: Yes, abracadabra.
0: (laughs) Well, we are going to uh, hop into a magic hat and play the trailer for the incredible Burt Wonderstone and then come out and uh, let you know what we thought of this film. Listen to me, Burt. Nobody likes you. Nobody will ever like you. Welcome to the amazing world of magic.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: Everyone loves a magician, and they'll love you too.
1: Do you want to be my partner? More than anything. I'm Bert Wonderstone. And I'm Anton Marvelson. But of course, you already knew that. Your
0: ticket sales suck.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Hmm,
0: what? Steve Gregg, they're calling him the future of magic.
1: This guy's a magician, he doesn't even have a costume. Get I'm sure you've seen people walk on red-hot coals, but I doubt you've seen anyone spend the night on red-hot coals. Oh. Pretty sexy You need to do something fresh. So this is where old entertainers go to die. hmm And some not so old. May I see that for a minute? Watch this. What have you done? I'm a magician. Should have explained that to you earlier. You're Rance Holloway. I had your magic kit as a kid. I'll give you your money back.
0: What you're feeling right now, that's why you became a magician. How did you do that? It's partially deboned.
1: What you do is not magic. It's natural for a dying leaf to be frightened by the autumn wind. Your skin makes me cry. We need some sort of grand illusion. You and Bert Wonderstone plan to stay in the box an entire week? I can't breathe!
0: It's only been 20
1: minutes! This is the best trick ever!
0: Days. He's held his what is going through your mind?
1: I really have to pee, Richard. It's
0: time for my final disappearing act. Where did he go?
1: He has gone to a better place. Goodbye, Rance. He's under the bed. I know. Why you think they call me Mr. Worldwide?
0: All right, so here we have the incredible Bert Wonderstone. In this film, we have characters Bert and Anton are lifetime friends, and they grew up being, uh, you know, super into magic, and they developed this successful career doing magic shows and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, times are changing, and the magic world is kind of skewing towards less of the old theatrical-style magic and more to, like, the street magician. And... Uh, you know, these guys' ticket sales are sucking, and they have to figure out what they're going to do to try to survive You know their own egos um, and the changing world of magic and try to get back to what it is that made them fall in love with magic as they were kids. Carson, did this trick work for you, or did you see through the smoke and mirrors and uh, not enjoy it? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I, did n- I did not get that uh, warm, fuzzy feeling. That you're supposed to get when you do your first magic trick. That, um, that is sad. I this movie really feels like a forgotten comedy from like 1998 or something. It really is just very unfunny, a pretty pretty slog to watch. Like I, it's very 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 long, drawn out. It's very predictable and. Uh, I mean, the bottom line is, it's just really dumb. Like, it's not funny at all. It's not dumb funny. Maybe it thinks it is? I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like this kind of material isn't something that... Like, I feel like they've missed the boat on this. Like, I like, does anyone really care about magic like anymore? Like, do they really care about these, like, street magicians and, like... The whole idea of parodying uh, like Chris Angel or David Blaine, like those kind of guys. Like, I feel like that ship has sailed a long time ago. Um, And maybe there could have been some... uh, Like, there could have been some comedy gold to be mined from uh, a subject like this. But this movie does not go about it in any way that's entertaining. Um, So, yeah, I... uh, I did not have an incredible time watching this film.
0: <laughs> you weren't marvel tuned by it?
1: I was not. No. I mean I I, did, I didn't even really chuckle in places. It was just so dead. Like I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how your theater reacted, but granted, there weren't very many people when I saw it in the theater, but it's just like everyone just it just sounded like they were asleep. I it just it was like playing to crickets.
0: I think my audience had a little bit better reaction during the screening I was in than yours. Um, I don't think it was really a huge, a huge successful hit or anything. But I think people were were laughing at little things here and there. There's actually one visual gag that was, like, it's a visual gag that isn't the primary focus of that moment in the scene. But it had me literally r- rolling on the floor laughing. which. Broffling. was Yes, I was I was raffling all the Are you the talking place. about
1: the scene at the very end, like right before the credits?
0: No, I'm talking about the scene where it's right after in the trailer, um, you know, right after the scene where Jim Carrey says, Your skin makes me cry and yeah. the way he exits that scene just for some reason the visual gag of what he does to oh, leave yeah. that moment. Like, yeah, I remember now. That was like I literally laughed and kept laughing and had to try not to to still be laughing as the next <laughs> scene began, because for some, whatever reason, that was incredibly you see, hilarious. To okay,
1: me. I had a similar moment, but I'm sure it's uh, a moment that no one thought was funny. But I, there are moments in this movie that are like that, that are just so random and out of out of nowhere that it needed to be. The whole movie needed to be like that. I felt like, um, but the part that the the only part that really did it for me was. It's, it's in the trailer, the scene where he's watching, Steve Carell's watching uh, Jim Carrey's show. Yeah. And in the trailer, it's him having to pee. But in the movie, it's like him doing something else. Uh, I can't remember what. But he changes the channel, and it's James Gandolfini like
0: oh, promoting it. his hotel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's just all like... Come to Bali's. Yeah, we got stay. Like it's just so he just so monotone and like yeah, <laughs> so like indifferent about it that I was just like he just summed up the entire movie. Yeah, well his his reaction was like he just saw a screening of the movie.
0: Well, I I will share a little something about myself here. Um, I when I was little was actually really really into magic. Um, even as I got a little bit older, I was super into magic. I actually um. I actually got asked to a dance by a girl and turned her down because I had David Copperfield tickets. Oh my in. gosh. <laughs> so, <Bird> um alert. <laughs> So, uh, like even though the like even though the trailer for this film didn't really look that interesting, I I was interested in the aspect of like the old-style magic meets this new-style magic and what's what's going to happen there. And and I think the the serious parts in the story of this film are are actually interesting on some level, like, not, like, in a good quality level, but there is a cute story that is happening, like, basically, with the existence of Jim Carrey's character, and, like, ba- basically, the only, there's, there's two characters in this film that are actually sort of playing the film straight, and that would be, you know, Rance Holloway or whatever, like, the, you know, the older magician and Olivia Wilde's character, like, those, yeah. two, those two people, like, the film... They're that, not playing characters. Yeah, like, the film that they could have been in that was, like, a really... Like, an act, like, I don't want to say, like, a serious drama, but, I mean, I, I kind of wish that this film as a whole would have played it a little more straight and been a little bit more dramatic. Because there is an interesting story here of these two performers who whose craft is dying because they're not hip and young anymore. And the way they try to compete and get back to the right. root of magic, I mean... Like, obviously, there's no way this film ever had a chance to come anywhere close to, like, you know, what Hugo was. But, like, I wish that they had a little more Hugo spirit in them and, like, tried to, to like, say something about, um, about the, you know, the tradecraft of magic in general. But really, it's kind of like... It feels like the film is set up as a skit where just magic is the backdrop for this act they're doing. Like, because really, like, Steve Carell, I think like lowers the quality of this film in that his character really he's just playing this like crummy dude who's kind of like one note and not yeah, very they're, interesting they're, at all. Yeah,
1: he's just a total a-hole and I mean it's the same arc we've seen before where it's like pompous a-hole realizes, you know, he gets back to his roots and realizes uh his his dream and you know becomes better and yada yada but
0: but but he's playing like a caricature of that that Yeah, trope, I know. Right? It,
1: it feels like a SNL character who got his own movie.
0: Yeah, like I I would prefer if he was actually really awesome and that's why he had such a big ego was because he like if he was like <laughs> like want- uh,
1: David Tennant in the uh Fright Night remake.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like like I just I I just want I, I don't know. I like I think they could have done more with this film because, you know, it has... Like, I think it's cute and, you know, like, I thought there were some funny things in it, but but really it's not... There's not really any quality anywhere in the film. It sort of just exists. And, like, Steve Carell is playing it so stupid. And even, like, Steve Buscemi is, yeah. like... His character is... I mean, obviously he's less present. He's playing this, like, little Weasley guy or whatever. But, like, it feels like there could have been more more character building and less, like, shtick throughout the film, and that would have improved it a lot.
1: Well, I mean, I, I I, will agree with you that magic can be cool. I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of cool movies that have dealt with magicians. Um, yes. And, you know, there's a movie coming out this summer that we're both really excited for that involves magic. I mean, that just the, the act of magic is there's something, you know, it's fascinating to watch and... Um, You know, I never really got into the whole street magician thing. I always thought that was lame. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's like if someone pulls it off really well, I mean, it's cool. But I I just feel like this movie is super dated in the fact that it just it doesn't make anything about magic look cool. Like it just and all the jokes about magic seem very dated. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know who this movie was for you know like because it's just it's not very funny and it's not it really could have been they didn't have to be magicians they could you could have swapped them like they could have been you know dancers or something it could have been anyone else but yeah, magicians
0: or like stunt writers or something and- yeah
1: like you know stuntmen or something in hollywood like it, they could have been any profession and still played the same characters And had the same storyline and everything.
0: They could have been like circus clowns and then Cirque du Soleil comes to Vegas and then they're screwed. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Like Jim Carrey is like a Cirque du Soleil performer and Steve Carell is like an old school like Barnum and Bailey performer or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they could have done anything like that. And uh, so I don't think... The fact that they're magicians I don't think matters. I think that's pointless. I, I don't know. Like it would have been really good is if they just did a movie like, you know what, F it. They could have just remade, a shot for shot remake of The Prestige, but it's just, it's just Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve Carell of Jim Carrey. Um, <laughs> a,
0: movie, not- a,
1: a movie of that, cal- like everyone's playing it so straight and you're just like, where are the jokes? But that's the joke, is that it's it's there are none
0: i th- i think you would be you would be rattling against this film far worse if this was a shot for shot remake of the prestige
1: i would have been a lot more interesting than than this <laughs>
0: that, that's for sure
1: yeah i don't know it's just it's not it's just it's a it's a waste really it's it's a missed opportunity because i think they could have had something really funny here like i think steve carell Uh, could have been playing you know a character that achieved like a Ron Burgundy-esque level where like I I feel like it's almost like it was almost going for like that Anchorman absurdity yeah but it never hit that level you know and it, it it'll never be around as long as Anchorman like it'll just be like honestly like three hours after I saw this movie I had almost forgotten about it like it's very forgettable
0: yeah, well, I still remember Jim Carrey's exit in that one scene, like... I, still... I mean,
1: yeah, aside from, like, these these kind out of out-of-left-field moments where you're just like, oh, like, you get glimpses of that kind of absurd humor that I guess they're trying to go for. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and you're just kind of like, oh, well, too bad the whole thing wasn't like this.
0: Yeah. I, I think just what it comes down to is they, they should have played it a little more straight in general. And also, like, I wish that, like, they were actually good magicians, but the world wanted a different kind of magic now. Because the fact that like they're so terrible and cheesy at what they're trying to do, kind of like, like you, it's hard to, it's hard for you to get behind them and feel sor- sympathy for them them getting like, like for them kind of falling out of grace with the public because they're not really that good. Like if they were really good, but the world was like, oh well, we don't care about. lights and spectacles and costumes yeah like it it that sort of thing kind of i don't know it's it's just a weird film overall and it's got a has a weird tone to it and it's it is it just it's missing a lot of its shots that it's trying to
1: take yeah i mean it doesn't have like the heart or anything that it's going for and Like a lot of it feels shoehorned, like especially the romance between Steve Carell and Olivia Wilde It's just kind of thrown in last minute. And and honestly, if the humor had been on the same kind of weird, wacky level as the uh, like the final scene before the credits where they show like the big uh, how they do the big uh, trick. Yeah, that would have been good. Like that would have been funny more stuff like that like that was actually i thought was pretty clever like i was like wow this is this is actually like kind of kind of good you know right here
0: i think their whole like from the moment they get on stage for their big final trick i think i think all of that is done really well and that's the quality the film should have strived to be the entire time and that would have made a film that was like actually decent that i could and yeah. you know recommend on some level Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, like, even I... though
1: it's just, you know, like, they're at this competition held by James Gandolfini. It just, it just, it feels so, <laughs> like, it feels like they just took the same formula from something like Karate Kid. Like, any of these movies, like we were saying, you could just, like, switch it out and just be like, oh, well, instead of the, you know, the big magic competition, it's the big fighting competition. I don't know. Well, I, I
0: Obviously, that that that's the case, but I just mean that, like everything about the presentation of the trick they're trying to pull was was executed perfectly once it got to that scene like them on stage the story they set up for how the trick's supposed to work like it's er- basically everything about them performing that trick was like a perfect w- w- like if if i had only seen that clip i would have been like oh this movie like looks like it's gonna be pretty cool <laughs> like you know like that that was something that is is like far above and beyond anything else in the rest of the film yeah but yeah. And any other more comments about this film before we wrap this up?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: All right. Well, uh, what do you say we just get to our verdicts then for this thing? Carson, if you were going to put this on the scale of a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must-avoid, where would you place it?
1: I would give it a must-avoid. It's not worth the time.
0: Yeah, this is this is definitely a passable film. I mean, like when I walked out of it I wasn't like it, it was one of those things where like its quality doesn't make me disappointed in having seen it. I was just kinda like, eh, it was cute. Whatever. Like
1: eh. I mean it's it's forgettable and you know, and I, the main thing though is that it's not funny. It's not very funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like the humor level is extremely low. Like I said, I mean like barely any chuckles like throughout it's 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 just not i mean and that's what you come to see this movie for is that you want to laugh
0: yeah like that that's that's what they're trying to sell it as this is gonna be yeah. a really funny thing and 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 like it's definitely a film that nobody should actively seek out and see but like i'm no. i'm not completely disappointed that i watched it um, because you know i enjoyed little parts here and there but it's something that i would definitely not try to get anybody else to see yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would i would not recommend it to anyone so there else. you
0: go there you go two must avoids from each of us and uh yeah that is our review of the incredible bert wonderstone so Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week where can you do that
1: uh you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com
0: cool people can find me over at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at SpoilerWarning.com, where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You'll find this review. You'll find also our reviews of Upside Down, Spring Breakers, The Croods, and Olympus Has Fallen, so watch for those. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when all these episodes go live at twitter.com spoilerwarning or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from one of the soundtracks to one of these five films that we're reviewing this week. <laughs> um, whichever
1: one has the most available soundtrack. Yeah, exactly.
0: When I go when I go on the iTunes to purchase this thing. Whichever one has, like, the most tracks is going to be the one that I
1: get. I did buy the Spring Breakers soundtrack, though, so...
0: You wanted to get some Skrillex action going?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, well, yeah, that is our review of the Incredible Burt Wonderstone. As we said, we got lots more reviews coming up, so make sure you check your feeds for those if you're interested in any of them. And even if you're not interested, check them anyways, because we're, yes. we're fighting sickness and death to bring
1: these to you. <laughs> We are, yes. Listen to them on three times speed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, well, we'll catch you guys in a moment. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Carson, for joining me.
1: Yes, thank you for having me again.
0: And we'll see you guys all in our next review. Bye.